Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast where we feature awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Find out more about them at LuckyTats.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, just call or text 765-233-2640. Again, that's 765-233-2640. We might use it on the show. Also, join the conversation in our Facebook group. Just search Gone Boss and come hang out with us. Our premier sponsor is Schaefer Leadership Academy. Find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. On March 5th, they are having a lunch and learn titled, Why is everyone texting during my presentation? What? Yeah. People don't do that. I think they do, or they check their Facebook, or they check their emails, and all of that. I know I have been guilty of it, and that's probably not, it's not good, so we should stop doing that. Uh, It's going to be presented by Samantha Martin of the Ball State University Career Center. Okay. And she says, with only six seconds to keep a person's attention, how are you keeping your audience engaged during a long presentation? Throw things at them. Well, there's one way to do it. (laughs) Yes. I don't recommend it, although my band teacher used to throw like erasers and stuff at people. But, you know. Uh, This presentation will provide best practices, strategies, and tips on how to enhance interactive engagement in public speaking. Very cool. Yeah. So find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. I'm Gary Thomas from Leap Managed IT. We invest in an SLA membership as a part of investing in our team. A membership expands our internal training program, connects our employees to the community, and builds a stronger culture. Really, it helps us run faster. Find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. studio we have Akila from the Muncie Public Library. Welcome to the farmhouse. Well thank you Angie. Now tell me about that last name. How do you pronounce that? Oh it's Akila Nosakare and Nosakare is a chant from Nigeria and it means God's way is the only way because I often ask questions when I got my name. What is this? Awesome. <laughs> so Nosakare. Okay. So what do you do? For the past 33 years I have been managing libraries and working in libraries and I love working with people and with materials. I used to want to be a librarian when I was a kid. Then I decided to do music and other things and all of that. Have we told the story about me and the Angie Decimal System? Oh, you created your own system. (laughs) I did. I made my own system. All my books in my room. And I put masking tape on, uh, which is bad for books, I know. But uh, I put little masking tape on all the, the spines of my books and made a little system and a code. And I had my stuffed animals check out all of my books. <laughs> and I made my little sister come check out books. And she was not nearly as cool and like jazzed about my library system as I was. But, oh, yeah. that's wonderful. I used to do that too as a kid. <laughs> but I never wanted to be a librarian. Although I worked in libraries since high school. Okay. You know, but I never thought about it as a career. I just love to get in the stacks. I'm supposed to be shelving. Mm-hmm. But I'm browsing and reading everything and as a kid I did the same thing we had a library and we wrote our our name in the book my cousins their last name was Johnson so we kind of like the Johnson library (laughs) (laughs) now are you from the area yes I grew up here in Muncie my family uh, migrated in uh, 1964 from Mississippi okay and it was my mother and her sister my mom had four kids and my her sister had seven 
And so we all lived in this big duplex together over on Kirby and went to school here. And then after I graduated um, high school, I left and I was gone for 23 years. And I came Where'd you go? Well, I went to Atlanta first. Okay. Then D.C. for about a year. And then um, back to Atlanta and then Carlsbad, New Mexico. Now, okay. now tell me what you did during that time. Like, I was a librarian. Most librarian of the time. everywhere. Yeah. I was a professor librarian at uh, Georgia State University in Atlanta for a number of years. Okay. I worked in a public library, community college libraries. In New Mexico, I was an uh, assistant professor um, and librarian, and I taught the faculty as well as the students how to use the resources, you know, because everything was digitized by that time. Mm-hmm. Information is everywhere, and there there's a system for organizing that information. It's a great skill. It can take you anywhere in the world. Very now, good. you've been a librarian long enough. You you saw the change from everything paper to everything God, did digital. I ever. The card catalogs <laughs> yes. and all of that. Yes. In fact, I was in library school when the change was taking place. Oh, okay. We had two computers, and we would peek in the library, the library school library, to look at them. So, ooh, those, that's, a, that's LexisNexis, you know, all the legal information. And at that time, you couldn't just get on and browse and, and search. You have to write out your search strategy before you got onto the computer oh, okay. because it was charging by the minute. You know, remember how oh, long? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Charging you by the minute. minute. Yeah, Yeah, so it was really stressful. So you didn't want to waste time when you were You didn't want to waste time, no. Okay, interesting. Now all we do is waste time on (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) We can't put it down. That's right. (laughs) Well, tell us about your family. Well, my family, the Westbrooks, uh, we came, like I said, in the late 60s to take advantage of the job market. My mother, as a matter of fact, went to Muncie Central. You know, okay. years before, because her, her older sister lived here, and she came to, to assist her with her family. Mm-hmm. I have three brothers and a sister, Angela, and my brother David, Curtis, and Lamont. We're all here in the city, and I was the only one that, you know, traveled and stayed away. And so for 23 this, years. And for 23 years, back. yeah. Okay. Well, my mother was turning 80, mm-hmm. and this wonderful job opened up. Muncie Public Library opened up, and I loved what was going on here. So I came home. Married? Yes, I'm married. Yes. In oh, fact, tell me about that family. Well, too. let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I was married twice, as a matter of fact. Right. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I married a farmer. Oh, and okay. Our goal was to go around the world teaching people how to farm, how to feed themselves. And uh, I was at Ball State at the time, and I went away to Africa to do a travel for the summer. And I worked at a agricultural compound, and I was just so thrilled about it. When I came back home, he told me, oh, I want to be a minister in United Methodist Church. I'm going, oh, no. Like, I didn't sign on for that. <laughs> so that kind of changed my plans, and that's how we got to Atlanta. Okay. And then we were there for like nine years, and I decided to to accept the scholarship. I got a full right to library school, and that kind of made him upset. And so I said, well, you know, I'll be done with it. And, you know, one thing led to another. He came back to Indiana. I stayed in Atlanta. Gotcha. And was a librarian there. And then my husband now, the love of my life, Mm -hmm. Charles Freeman, uh, we met at a conference. We were both, like, community activists. We love helping people in the community, putting folks together with art and with uh, information to make the the world a better place. We met at a conference in Washington, D.C., 
And we've been married 16 years now. Okay. Congratulations. Thank you. He was a um, muralist in Los Angeles, has wonderful murals all over Los Angeles. I was a librarian Mm -hmm. (laughs) in Atlanta, and we were looking for art to display in our libraries. And so he was managing this wonderful collection of Black Panther images. And I said, oh, that would be really provocative, you mm-hmm. know, for our, our library. And so we discussed it and we came upon an agreement and then we had the exhibit and then we got to be friends afterwards. And I would go to L.A. and he'd come to Atlanta. We did that for a while and then we finally got married. Long distance relationship. My yeah, goodness. It was great. It was yeah. good. <laughs> Matt and I, when we got together, it wasn't quite so long distance, but I lived in Fishers and he lived in Farmland. So we only saw each other once a week mm-hmm. and it was great. It was <laughs> We, works out. we both agreed that, hey, if we can go back to that. How do we get back to that? Now, <laughs> now we work together. Now we work together. We live together. We, together, together, oh we podcast gosh. together. It's a lot of togetherness. But well, that's good. Most too. of the time it's good. Well, we're spending more time together now that he's not doing murals anymore, but mm-hmm. he does a lot of public art. In fact, he's done a couple of the box box uh, oh, okay. applications here in, in Indiana. Uh, he had a stroke, and that kind of put him back in mm-hmm. terms of getting on the scaffold and getting up in the air, and he lost the use of his right hand. He was a right-handed artist, but the miracle is he paints now just as well with his left really? hand. Really? So it is amazing. Just, it, it is, is amazing. amazing. And yeah. he he um, he loves painting and art. He's done that all of his life, so mm-hmm. I'm glad that he's he was able to continue to do that. That's and really we're cool. together all the time. Before, you know, I'm going to this conference or I'm going to, to restore this mural. I'll see you in about six weeks or something like that. But now we're together all the time. Mm-hmm. So I understand the <laughs> togetherness. It's an adjustment. It's but, an adjustment. Yeah. And you make a different life plans, you know, you just get along. Yeah. Now you mentioned you're big into the community. Tell yes. us some of the community involvement projects you've been involved with. Uh, upon my return, I was really interested in literacy because we seemed at the time the schools were in a bad way mm-hmm. and the Muncie Public Library had just uh, completed this catalog project where all of the schools of Muncie Public Library Muncie Community Schools were connected to the Muncie Public Library catalog. And through that connection, all of the school libraries were able to uh, use and, you know, materials from each other, you know, could Mm -hmm. see what this library Mm -hmm. had and what that library had. And I thought that was really good. And it gave more access to the students, to learning materials, and uh, to newer learning materials. Because as we know, there were some financial problems there and libraries are usually the first Mm -hmm. to fill the cut oh yeah you know so that was a wonderful project so out of that I became interested in literacy and so now the summer reading program Mm -hmm. um, we're doing a lot of outreach in the community and the librarians the youth librarians and others are going out and working with the nonprofit agencies that work with youth to uh, make sure that kids get access to books and not only that but they're trained in how to begin reading Mm -hmm. and reading to each other and reading to animals and reading about the city it's just a promotion of reading. What is something you wish you had known when you were younger, like starting out professionally? Oh, how fast time flies. Uh, How you really need to think about what you want to do with your life before, you know, you get in the middle of your life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So I think how to plan, you know, and how to execute the plan. When you start off, they always put you out on the reference desk, right? You got to help 
everybody who comes through the door and they may be looking for this or that and it just all different types of topics so I learned a lot that way and um, as a professional I worked in nuclear science library I worked for nuclear consultants I knew absolutely nothing about (laughs) it (laughs) but I was an information manager in that I manage the information so you don't really have to know it you just know the system of how it's organized yeah and they had their own classification system just like you okay (laughs) (laughs) I kept notebooks this was pre-computers yeah I would have to read all of these magazines and uh, the Wall Street Journal every day and all these different newspapers and clip mm-hmm. and copy so that the engineers and the fabricators could come in and, you know, get the latest information about what's going on in their field. Huh. And when I left that job, it was another young lady coming in and she was ushering in the computer. I said, take it. Here I'm, I'm done. Yeah. You're <laughs> like, I am the human Google right, right now. Right, I'm out of here, you know. So I left there and went to Georgia State University, which, you know, I loved. I became the uh, education librarian for the College of Ed at Georgia State University. You know, I have a master's in education from Ball State. And I said, well, you know, I'm qualified for this job. So I took it and I just really loved it. So then I there was another field that I became interested in, higher ed, working with the professors there, you know, and uh, being a liaison, letting them know what new materials were out, were coming out. And they let me know what they needed. I would go to their classrooms and uh, show their students how to use the various resources in the area and show them too, you know, but it's usually in their office. They didn't want folks to know that they, didn't they had to know. use the library. <laughs> so tell me, what do you do for fun when you're not fun. in the library? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um, hmm. Well, I watch more movies now that I'm back in Muncie than okay. I did before. <laughs> And I, I watch movies. I take my nieces out to various uh, historical places around the region. Mm-hmm. You know, we go to uh, Underground Railroad Museum in, in Cincinnati. I like to get in the car and just go. I guess after living in New Mexico and everything was spread out, oh, you yeah. know. Yeah, um, everything's kind of closer here. Though. Yeah, yeah, but we kind of go way out. <laughs> yeah. There. So we, we do that. I like to, to visit historical sites and read about uh, Indiana history. Things that i forgotten or never knew. Mm-hmm. So I do that. Well, things you don't necessarily pay attention to in like yeah. fourth grade Indiana history class. You know, right. You're not quite as tuned in as when you're older. You're like, oh, that stuff is actually pretty interesting, pretty interesting. and important in our history. And That's like right. That. Yeah, just this summer we went to see, uh, what was that, uh, Lincoln's Boyhood Home oh, yes. in southern Indiana. Yeah, you pass it all I, the time. So, well, exactly. guess we'll stop. I know, and my kids are like, oh, why are you dragging us here? I'm like, you will appreciate this later when you're older. Yeah, and I appreciate <laughs> it now because that was some hard work back then to yeah. do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know we were on Highway One and went through and and saw the Huddleston uh, the Huddleston Hotel. Okay. Yeah, and the family there they built this big house up on the hill because they knew the road was coming through, and it was Mr. Huddleston, his wife, and thirteen kids. So they built a real uh, enterprise there, mm-hmm. and it's still there. So it's really interesting thing to see. What's on your bucket list? To get my reading done, I have a whole garage. You're a librarian, books. and you want to get your reading done? <laughs> yeah, I have. I collect <laughs> books. I don't get to read them as much as I would like. So gotcha. I want to get my reading done and um, to write. I love writing. When I was in college, I uh, worked on the newspapers. You know, most folks were pledging sororities and stuff. I, I never liked that. Always liked to go to the concerts. And as a reporter, I got free tickets to go to the concerts. Oh, so nice. To write, mm-hmm. to write a book, another book. I've written chapters and library stuff, but... 
something fun. So tell us some things you're working on at the library, some cool things that are coming up. Well, we just finished our uh, five-year plan, and one of our priorities is to restore the Carnegie Library in downtown Lindsay. Oh, nice. That would be something. Yes. That building is beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we want to maintain it and fix some of the quirks, you know, that have happened over the years. I think um, in 2008 or 9, they had a major renovation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with a historic building like that, and it's on the historic registry for Indiana and, and for the U.S. We want to keep it in top shape if mm-hmm. we could do that. So right now we're planning doing inventories of all of our buildings to kind of do renovation. But it is our number one priority for the next year or so. Now it's time for the lightning round. Quick questions for quick answers. So number one, what's your favorite band or artist? Earth, Wind, and Fire. Boom. Ooh, that one's September. Good. All right. Yes. <laughs> That, uh, I think that's probably the only one I know. I'm a DJ, wedding DJ, on the side, and so mm-hmm. I play that almost we play every that weekend. We play that quite oh, a bit. In the oh, yes. wonderful song. Yeah, that's, yes. a, that's a good one. I could put the album on and play it and then turn it over and play the other side. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Night owl. Okay. Mm-hmm. Staying up late, reading yeah. books. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and watching movies. I with my books before I was married. I had one side all my books, and then I was on the other. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. Now, of course, I get to ask, what's your favorite book? Oh, my favorite book has not been written yet. (laughs) The one that you're going to write, right? I'm right. (laughs) Have you ever met anyone famous? Oh, yeah. I've met um, a lot of famous people. In fact, they signed my books. Oh, nice. (laughs) Well, give us an example. Oh, let's see. I met Toni Morrison, Alice Walker, Walter Mosley. Because I would go to the library conference every year, and there's always some you know, famous writers there. So all, all of those people, Nikki Giovanni, that's about as lightning as I can well, get. Well, that's all right. No, that's, yeah. that's a lot. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. What's your guilty pleasure? Chocolates. Chocolates. In the middle of the night, because I wake up, you know, I have to go get a turtle, then I go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> those are excellent. Those are delicious. Oh, yeah, I love those. Yeah. What's your favorite movie? I've seen a lot of them lately. I have no idea what my favorite movie what, what's is. What's a recent favorite of yours, though? Since you've seen that, uh, so uh, many I saw um, Mercy. The Just Mercy? Just Mercy. I've I heard that's good. I have not seen it. It's a wonderful film. You know, I had a friend in Atlanta, and she uh, she was an attorney. She always talked about this young man. She was thought he was right on the right track with this. And so when the movie came out, I said, oh, yeah, Dr. Pierce always talked about this young man. I might get to see the movie. I guess that would be my favorite one. It was really inspiring, the work that those young people did. What is your hidden talent that people might not know about? I sing. Do you sing in choirs or? I sing in the shower. Okay. <laughs> I used to sing in, with choirs growing mm-hmm. up in Muncie, uh, in the school choir, you know, at school. In fact, I won second in the state music. Oh, there you go. Miss Flannery, she was my music teacher. <laughs> <laughs> she was proud of me. Star Wars or Star Trek? Neither. Neither. Uh, I agree. You're not in the... <laughs> no. What about fantasy books and that whole thing? No? Yeah, we were just talking about that at the library the other day. I was given a list of books for Afrofuturism, you know, and, okay. and all of that. And I said, well, the only one I've read is uh, Octavia Butler, you know, from several years ago. I think it was in the 80s that she wrote that. And 
<laughs> it just didn't hit me. I like biographies and autobiographies. What's your most used emoji on your phone? Smile. All right. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that one, right? Yeah. <laughs> kind of covers everything. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Well, thank you for asking me to be here. It's, it's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for stopping by. Uh-huh. Thank you. We're also sponsored by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Find out more at LuckyTats.com. We are talking about philtrum piercings. Philtrum. Do you know what that is? I have no clue what that is, actually. (laughs) Now, the date, we had to to really look that one up and and figure that one out. But what was it again? Philtrum. Philtrum. Yes. It's spelled P-H-I-L-T-R-U-M. Is it a place where body jewelry usually goes? You have seen it before. Yes, it comes from the Latin for love charm. This sounds interesting. It's not as interesting as you think. All right, love charm, where's love it go? Love charm is that little spot above your lip. Oh, where like, you put the little the little, little stud thing. or the whatever is like right above your lip, uh, right there. Anyway, yeah, right under your nose. Right under your nose. It's that spot above your upper lip and below your nose. And you know what? Guess what? You can pierce that. Really? You can. And Lucky Rabbit can help you. What's her name over there? Eliza. Eliza the piercer. Yes. She will take care of you. She will take care of you. Pierce your philtrum or your dath or your ears. Or your ears. They still do that. They still do that. I mean, you can get weird places pierced too, but they'll your pierce button. your ears. Yes. Check it out at luckytats.com. Recently, we've given a couple of uh, presentations over podcasting. We have. I mean, who better to give uh, to give tips and tricks uh, than somebody who's done podcast? And, and how to start your podcast. And how to's than people who have started their own podcast. And what, we're on 50-some-odd episodes now? So 56, 57, somewhere in there? Somewhere in there. I don't know. Who's counting, right? That's right. <laughs> one a week. One a week. One a week, with the exception of two weeks, when we took Christmas <laughs> we took, and New Year's off. We took Christmas and New Year's off uh, this past year in two 2019 but in 2020 we're going all the way are we oh well i 52, just come I on i just started making the run of shows for the rest of the year and i didn't put one on for those two weeks but maybe we'll put it back in the schedule <laughs> so anyway we presented to the east central indiana social media group yep. back in december and then here recently the schaefer leadership academy yeah. invited us they were hosting a the indiana leadership association Yep, so it's a bunch of all the executive directors from different leadership academies throughout the state. So I think there are about 20 different uh, academies or schools uh, represented there. So that was pretty fun. And we got to come in and give a, a brief, what was it, 15, 20 minutes? It was about 20 minutes. We probably yeah. ended up talking a little longer than that. We took questions. But we took questions at the end and all that. So we got to talk about, you know, tips and tricks and how we got started and why we got started, why other communities might want to think about starting their own podcast or if some of these uh, leadership organizations want to think about sponsoring local podcasts, why they should think about that too. One of the interesting questions came from uh, someone who was like, 
Uh, well, if I don't want to invest in all the equipment it takes to podcast, mm-hmm. such as a mixer and microphones and all that kind of stuff. And uh, we brought up the idea that there are places here in Muncie, mm-hmm. uh, podcast studios. Yeah, where you can rent out space. I know they're working on one at Magix, and we've kind of created our own podcasting space here in our office. But um, I, know, I know some other places have done that as well. So, um, And some of the people in the group were like, oh, we have one in our co-working space or that kind of thing. It was kind of interesting. We crowdsourced some resources. So um, you mentioned that you've recorded at the Connection Corner at the library. They've, yes. They've got a whole... Uh, recording studio kind of thing set up there. Um, somebody recommended maybe talking to your local colleges, universities, if they've got like a music program or sound engineering program, they may have studios you could rent out and things like that too. And also uh, contacting your favorite podcasters because they've already got the equipment. Some of them are willing to rent it out for a fee yeah. uh, for you to use for your own podcast. Yeah. We're not, so don't ask us because it's also, yeah, we, it's, it's in our office. It's in our office and we have to work around it. So. We already have to kick <laughs> one person out when we record. We can't, we can't do anymore. But it was really kind of cool and they asked us some questions. One funny question was, so you guys are husband and wife and you work together and you live together and now you podcast together. Is there any time like you're like, mm, we got to record banter today and I don't really like you right now? And the yes. answer was yes. <laughs> yes, that's yes. happened a few times. <laughs> it's been an interesting thing to add to our mix of mm-hmm. life and work and everything like that. But yeah, some days you're just, I don't want to do it. I, now, I, sometimes we force ourselves to do it, but uh, other times it's like, nope, we're not going to do we it. We're will, gonna, we will we're try again tomorrow. Come in on a weekend. <laughs> we'll do it then. I do not want to do it today. And I don't have anything nice to say to you on a microphone that other people would want to listen to and exactly. vice versa. So that was interesting that people uh, kind of caught on. And uh, we, we got cookies as payment. Oh, yes, we did. Yeah, we did this, you know, because we like to talk to people and all of that. But when we were there, Schaefer Leadership gave us these awesome cookies. They are made by Sea Salt and Cinnamon. One has the logo, the Schaefer Leadership logo cookie. Yeah. And the other one has writing on it. Yeah, it's got white icing. And then they, Tisha and everybody there, they used a edible marker which blew matt's mind because he did not know that this was a thing no i did not know it was a thing well, i thought it was sharpie for sure you have not watched enough like cooking shows and baking shows like obviously they not. haven't done it on the <laughs> great british bake-off uh but they took edible marker and they wrote like a little thank you note say thanks for presenting to us and everything and that was just really cool um amy here is a little gluten-free too so we're sharing our cookies with her because they're from sea salt and cinnamon and that's all delicious too and we had a lot of fun with the presentation going back and forth up in front of people which we always do which we like oh i have to mention that somebody there said our chemistry together was amazing well of course course we are amazing we are amazing that's like our job it's what we do (laughs) but then it was funny because later in the afternoon we were like moving in some stuff and like just doing stuff in the office and we were kind of grumpy with each other so i looked at you and i was like we were both hangry we yeah and we were hangry and i was like remember our chemistry is amazing don't you forget it (laughs) All of that. So that was funny too. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you have a comment about the show or want to share something with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Also, join the conversation in our Facebook group. 
Just search Gone Boss and hang out with us. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoo. Find out more about them at LuckyTats.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has Gone, gone Boss. boss.